Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. So this weekend, Joe Biden addressed the American public to announce that uh, the leader of al-Qaeda and the replacement for Osama bin Laden, uh, Ayman al-Zawar, he had been killed in a drone attack. Um, obviously a win in the war against terror, for sure, but at the same time it raises a whole lot of questions about what's going on with al-Qaeda and, more importantly, what's going on with Afghanistan and the Taliban. But just how this came about is also really, really interesting. So there's a bunch of different areas that we can talk about here. And to help us through it all, we have Major General Retired Dennis Thompson from the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, 39 years in the Canadian military, uh, former commander of the Canadian Special Operations Forces Command from 2011 to 2014. Um, Major General, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Shay. Um, to, to start, to be honest with you, and I, I felt kind of bad, I forgot about Ayman al-Zawahri for a while. I mean, I you hadn't heard his name in a very, very long time. He dropped off the map, I think, for a lot of us. But this just shows that these missions never go away. When you're one of America's most wanted people, they're constantly looking for you. Absolutely. I mean, al-Zawahri is not exactly the same charismatic leader as Osama bin yeah. Laden. But what's interesting is of late, he, he decided to take the social media and, and try and rebuild al-Qaeda to what it was before. They had some uh, serious competition from Islamic State, as I'm sure you're aware. Mm -hmm. And as a result, uh, they, they did kind of fade into the background. However, they've still been active. They're still sending young uh, Islamic radical, radicalized Islamist men to kill themselves in the furtherance of their aims, which is absolutely abhorrible because none of these people would put themselves in harm's way. But the real message here, and I think uh, Mr. Biden was very clear about it, is there is no impunity for these terrorists. And, uh, and there is an ongoing search for all of these people that have committed these heinous crimes and continue to commit these heinous crimes, and they'll be tracked down and one by one either captured or killed. And the process of tracking them down, El Zawari, I imagine there are months, if not years, of work and uh, surveillance and all the rest that went into actually what happened this weekend, right? There certainly is. Uh, there's a, a number of ways of getting to these characters. They're not, uh, they're very tech savvy in the sense that they realize that they cannot leave behind them an electronic footprint. Yeah. So. These aren't the sorts of fellows that walk around with an iPhone in their pocket asking for trouble. They're, uh, they, they use uh, couriers, and they stick to all the, the sorts of old-fashioned methods of communicating, which, of course, makes their job of leading the organization much more difficult. Uh, but in this case, uh, we don't know a lot about it. Uh, we can imagine that uh, certainly the intelligence services were uh, operating, the fact that he was found in Afghanistan is disturbing. Yes. Well, it's not, it's not surprising. It's disturbing in that the Taliban did say they were not going to provide safe haven to al-Qaeda or any other terrorist organization going forward, and they clearly uh, reneged on that deal. Uh, but you can imagine that uh, he was either found out, because he did have a $25 million um, ransom on his head, he was either, uh, you know, out.
goaded, if you will, by uh, the intelligence services using hu human intelligence sources inside of Kabul. Uh, I don't imagine that there was a James Bond-like character behind this. It's typically the intelligence agencies running, uh, handling, as they say, agents to ferret out the information on the ground. Uh, and or uh, maybe he did get a bit lax and uh, took to his cell phone or at least some of his his uh, those that are close to him may have uh, given him away electronically. Uh, but in any event, uh, what that results in is at some point you do get positive identification of the target you're going after. Uh, if it was a cell phone intercept, then what they typically use is what they call voice positive identification. Okay. And in the case of Al-Sawari, the interesting thing here is, of course, he has been taken to social media of late in, in a much more uh, vigorous fashion, and it's easier to get his voice imprint. So we're not entirely sure how he was found, uh, but uh, it probably was a bit of overconfidence because he was inside a country he considered to be friendly. Um, I wanted to ask you, to me it sounds a little optimistic, but there are some people saying that maybe the Taliban turned him over because he's a big headache for them and they don't want him hanging over their head, so maybe it was the Taliban that sold him out. Do you put any credence in that? Uh, not really. No, I, I don't trust the Taliban whatsoever. I think uh, if... <laughs> They had to have known he was there. Yep. Uh, you may know that uh, there's a number of us involved in trying to move our own former interpreters and their extended families out of the country. Uh, and so we have a pretty good idea of what the pattern of life is inside of Kabul. And there's no way that the Taliban didn't know he was present, just as uh, I doubt the Pakistan uh, intelligence services didn't know he was present in Kabul. Uh, they didn't turn over Osama bin Laden, even though he was, uh, you know, arms uh, rock-throwing distance from one of their military camps. So, no, I don't put a lot of credence in that. And anyway, if, he, if, if it was going to be to their benefit, they would have done the job themselves. And, you know, you make a good point. It's not like he slipped in quietly and was living in some nondescript place. By the sounds of it, he was living in one of the large homes that had been taken over by the Taliban after the other government was thrown out. So, I mean, he was probably living close to some Taliban members. Absolutely. It is... Um, um, <laughs> His address, if you will, uh, is in the center of uh, Kabul, yeah. at least uh, what's been indicated to me on uh, Google Maps, etc. It's a heavily populated area. There's, Like I said, there's no way they didn't know he was there. And they would have, uh, the Americans, over a course of uh, a long period, would have, of course, established his pattern of life. And then the decision they have to make is, you know, do we actually try to capture this guy with using a special forces team in the same fashion as they did with Osama bin Laden? Or do we just go uh, fully kinetic and, and kill them um, uh, remotely as they have done? So I, th I think the risk analysis that was done was, was correct. I don't believe uh, it would have been a fairly high-risk operation to send in a special forces team and try and pull them out of Kabul in order to, to try him or, uh, or to execute him and, and confirm it was him. Uh, um yeah. The, the, the strike itself, uh, I, I'm really interested in that because there was no explosion. There was no collateral damage, according to the United mm -hmm. States. Nobody else was hurt or injured, and Biden was very worried about even bringing down the structure that he was in. And this weapon that they're talking about, the Hellfire Ninja, what can you tell us about the actual operation? Well, I mean, I don't have any inside baseball, so I'll okay. be speculating just as many others have in the media. Um, and there is a version of the Hellfire missile, it's called the uh, R-9X, that is, uh, as you describe, it has no explosive warhead, it just uses straight kinetic energy. 
So think of it as a big bullet about the size of a man. Okay. And on the wings, it has uh, six uh, blades, essentially, uh, like almost like sword blades. So if that flies in at you at, uh, you know, just under the speed of sound or just over the speed of sound, the uh, and it impacts, the kinetic energy alone is clearly enough to kill a man and damage the structure but not drop it. So I think that was the... Uh, that was the calculation that was made. And as I mentioned, they would have spent a lot of effort to determine his pattern of life. And they knew that he went out on his balcony yep. uh, to take the airs, if you will, in the evening. Uh, and that's when they got him. So it's a question of uh, uh, what, what they call the unblinking eye. So once, uh, once you've positively identified your target, and you get the unblinking eye over top of them. And that's much easier to do in a place like Afghanistan, which has under the Taliban which has absolutely no air force, and therefore your drones can loiter for an indeterminate length of time and establish that pattern of life, which, I, I'm again, here I am just guessing, yes. was how they determined, you know, about what time he would go out to take the airs and that they had had a good indication it was him, and then, they, uh, then the unblinking eye unleashed this Hellfire missile that essentially... Uh, plowed into him and, and killed him without causing any other, uh, apart from structural damage, without uh, causing any other casualties, unlike the unfortunate incident about a year ago in Kabul where 10 innocents were killed. And I'm sure that that was on Mr. Biden's mind. Yeah, absolutely. Front and center. I'm sure it was. Okay, so uh, last question here then, and, and as you said, we touched on it briefly. What does this say about where Afghanistan is, where al-Qaeda is, how the two are fitting together if not working together like you said biden said this shows there's no safe harbor but it looks like maybe there's some of the activity that we tried to stop years ago that's you know reasserting itself that's a much broader question it it, it uh you're scratching uh, the point that is the taliban a global terrorist organization or are they just a local nuisance right. yeah. and i i subscribe to the to the latter theory the taliban never had global ambitions but al-qaeda and anyone else who resides in Afghanistan certainly do. What this is, in my humble opinion, is proof of what Mr. Biden was, has always been in support of, which is the over-the-horizon over method of applying counterterrorism. So in other words, you don't need a heavy footprint in a theater of operation in order to execute these sorts of counterterrorism missions. And it also should be an indicator to all of those terrorists out there, particularly the leaders, that there literally is no safe place to hide in in the world from, uh, you know, the, the reach of these counter-terrorist methods. Now, it won't always be successful. You'll you'll probably have much more success and many more options if you do have a footprint in uh, in a certain theater of operation in order to make things happen. And we saw that when they when they took out Osama bin Laden, that mission would not have been possible today because it was launched from Afghanistan where they had considerable resources. Uh, so, right. uh, you know, bottom line is no impunity for these uh, terrorist leaders going forward. And perhaps we're starting to see uh, the dawn of, of an even more lethal over-the-horizon counterterrorism uh, capability on the behalf of the United States. So the war on terror has changed, but it has certainly not ended. Oh, no. <laughs> there's, there's lots of folks out there that want to change it, that, that want to have a poke at our way of life and... Uh, and it's our duty to make sure that they pay the price for um, for this destructive destructive uh, ideology. Uh, Major General, I can't thank you enough for your time. Thank you so much for being here today.